Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Can I make my side softer? Can I make my side firmer? Whenever I want? Can, Can we, we sleep, sleep cooler? Sleep Number does that. Cools up to eight times faster and lets you choose your ideal comfort on either side. 94% of Sleep Number smart sleepers report better sleep. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. On this episode of Storm Stories, tornadoes terrorize a small town. They said storms were gonna come later in the afternoon. We were nowhere near prepared for what we witnessed. Your heart's just beating, beating, beating. Within a couple of minutes, we were looking at two bona fide tornadoes. Oh my God. Oh my God. And later, a tornado of fire engulfs everything in its path. Oh, my God. I mean, literally everything is on fire. Power poles, cars, houses. They had 200-foot flame links coming up over the mountain. There was a, a good possibility that the three of us might not make it out of there. Can I give you my wife's phone number? Tell her I love her. Pilger, Nebraska, 85 miles northwest of Omaha. Population, just over 200. In Pilger, you either work for the co-op, you're a farmer, or you're a truck driver. Pretty much is what you are. It's about 125 years old. It was settled by German and Danish immigrants. My customers where I work at Midwest Bank are primarily farmers. I love the little town of Pilger because it would be a great place to raise my girls. Living right across the street from the bank, recent transplants from Huntsville, Alabama. Single mom Candy Murphy and her daughters five-year-old Callie and three-year-old Robin. When you saw one, you saw the other one. And it's just so sweet. They were connected at the hip. June 16th of 2014, got up like I always do, and I, I watched the weather. And we were in, I believe, a moderate risk area. They said storms were gonna come later in the afternoon, um, but we live in the Midwest. There's always tornado warnings. 10 miles south of Pilger, a veteran storm chaser named Tony Lawback preps his gear and feels trouble brewing. 
It was humid, it was muggy, the wind was in the right direction. It felt like a tornado day. A tornado watch remains in effect for northeast Nebraska. We made our way north toward the Stanton area. That's kind of where the initial storms were developing. And they started off a little slow. It was just kind of some rain showers. A horizontal funnel off to 1 o'clock. Then it just exploded. Holy I have never seen the entire updraft of the storm do that before. News of the twister in Stanton quickly reaches Pilger. All of our phones went off. Protect yourself from flying debris. Never had that before, and you're reading this. This is not a test. And then we looked outside, and you could see it, and your, your heart's just beating, beating, beating. We'd followed the Stanton tornado, and as it was dying out, it all just kind of came to the ground. So there was just this really dusty scene with this tornado ending. We were kind of like, holy cow, this was incredible. But it turned out to be the appetizer to what was coming next. Tornado number two. We saw another tornado touching down off to our east. This is crazy. Then, as Tony keeps shooting, he spots the third tornado of the day. I would say we were six, seven miles west of Pilger at this point. In fact, I think it's going to double up. It's so hard to describe a scene like this. You've got the twisting of, of the clouds. You've got a supercell structure in front of you. So you got a whole thunderstorm that's rotating. When we were approaching town, the two tornadoes were getting themselves together. A large tornado is heading for the town of Pilger, and another one is forming right behind it. Bank President Gene Willers instructs his employees to go into the vault. I thought if there's any place that would be safe, it would be a concrete, steel, heavy vault. One of the employees, Heather Knifel's residence is in the direction of the tornado. And her kids were home by themselves. Heather tells her three children, aged 12, 10, and 7, to go down to the basement. I kept trying to call. I got the kids every once in a while. And then it got to a point that the electricity dropped at our house and couldn't get a hold of them. And I was panicked. She was adamant that she was going to go home, but we told her that's, you know, it's too late. You can't do that. Heather and other employees enter the vault, but the door can only be secured from the outside. We couldn't lock it from the inside. And I didn't want, you know, the, the vacuum from a, a tornado can just suck doors open and empty places. I didn't want that to happen. There's a wheel that tightens it up, and I tightened it up, but I didn't set the lock. I really was concerned that I probably wasn't going to make it. My concern was if something happened to me, that somebody else would be able to open it. Gene decides he'll seek shelter in the crawl space below ground. I took one last look out the windows, and I could see the top of the tornado off to the southwest. It's the first time I ever saw a tornado other than on film. It does fascinate you a little bit. 
It's kind of odd, but I, I wanted to see it. And that was about the last thing I saw before I went into the crawl space. Across the street, Candy Murphy and her daughters are taking shelter in their trailer home. When the sirens went off is when we took leave of the trailer. I guess when I realized that it was for real. Mother and daughters run out onto Main Street in search of a more stable location to take cover. We were running across the street to the bank and the doors were locked. And we went to the gas station and it was locked. Suddenly, the tornado is on top of them. I don't remember seeing anything. I wonder at times what it looked like coming through, being that close up, being right there in the middle of it. At the same time, the door to the crawl space was ripped off. All of a sudden, there was some light, and the floor above me started lifting. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. The National Weather Service in Omaha has issued a tornado warning. Northeast Nebraska, June 16th, 2014. To repeat, a tornado is on the ground. In the small town of Pilger, the local bank president has told his employees to take shelter in the vault. He put us in the vault and then he walks out and he is not coming in the vault with us. And he just said, well, somebody's got to close the vault for us. 
At the same time, I text my friend Angie. Heather Kneifel at the bank had sent me a text and said, we're going in the vault. Please don't forget we're in the vault, just in case the whole building came down and nobody could get to us. And that's when I knew it was real. Once I locked them in, I went into the crawl space. As the tornado got closer, I mean, it was deathly quiet. I can't describe that kind of quiet. Your mind's racing, and I had a notion that I wasn't going to make it. And so I, I thought about, you know, how my family was going to do. Uh, I'm a faithful person, so I prayed. Upstairs in the vault, bank employee Heather Kneifel calls her children who are home alone on the edge of town. I was screaming on the phone and I said, guys, mom's not joking, this is for real. Outside the bank, Candy Murphy and her two young daughters are looking for a more secure shelter after abandoning their mobile home across the street. The whole twister was coming in. It was right there. Just moments before the tornado reaches the town, this video feed from a storm chaser goes live on the Weather Channel. Ben McMillan, are you with us? Yes, uh, Dr. Pastel, we have huge debris and buildings being destroyed. This is a very deadly situation. I'm very concerned. Uh, a large structures are getting ripped apart right in front of me. And it just got louder and louder. It was deafening. And about the time that it uh, came over us, then you heard the wood breaking, and it sounded like trains colliding right above you. At the same time, the door to the crawl space uh, was ripped off. All of a sudden, there was some light, and the floor above me started lifting. All of our ears popped. Then the vault kind of started shaking. Your heart's pounding. Closed-circuit cameras at a convenience store capture the moment of impact. The time from the tornado entered town till it left was only about 81 seconds. It felt like about 10 minutes. You're concerned that when is your last breath going to be taken. And another twister is taking shape right behind it. We saw the second one start coming down. And we were like, OK, you got the main tornado, which is the first one we saw. So inevitably, this is probably a satellite. A satellite tornado is a smaller twister that rotates around a larger one and usually dissipates. Not this time. It was within a couple of minutes, we immediately knew that we were looking at two bona fide tornadoes, not just a tornado and its little baby brother. So we, we kind of knew we were about to stumble onto probably one of the biggest tornado events of our chasing careers. We got two on the ground. We got the big one and the little one's got a debris cloud underneath it. We now have two tornadoes on the ground at once. Two at once, there's a small rope on the right and the larger, more violent tornado on the left. They were about to cross the road in front of us. 
we were looking at two very distinct storms. These tornadoes ultimately ended up being rated EF4. And that close together is just, it, it's a mind-blowing thing to watch. The second tornado heads southeast and misses Pilger. But damage from the first one is unimaginable. It was just like a bomb had gone off in this town. Main Street was just total chaos. At the bank, Gene Willers climbs up from the crawl space below the main floor. And that's when I first saw that the bank building was, most of it was gone. And it was just piles of debris all over. I looked to the east and the church was totally gone. And that just shocked me. First thing was concerned about the vault, but I got the vault door open and they were all safe. It was a relief when Gene opened that vault door, it was complete relief just to see him. Heather's also relieved to find that her kids are unharmed and her house escaped the tornado's path. No such luck for the town of Pilger. Walking through Pilger, people were like zombies. Just complete awe of what had just happened. It was hard to get through the streets. Grain bins and corn and beans everywhere. It was just utter destruction. I came in crying and I just said, Pilger's gone. It's absolutely gone. Amid the chaos, three-year-old Robin Dixon is separated from her mother and older sister Callie, who are both buried under debris in the middle of Main Street. They said she came yelling for people to help because she saw me and her sister in the, in the rope. She had hidden behind one of the grain bins, and that's what saved her. I don't remember that day. I wasn't knocked out cold. It's just that I, my brain has repressed it. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Please take cover if you can right now. We had two tornadoes on the ground at the same time. Catastrophic damage being reported in the town of Pilger. A beautiful community. Devastated to the point it was. It's just something you can never describe. How can weather be that destructive in just a matter of seconds? On Main Street, Candy Murphy and her older daughter, five-year-old Callie, are both badly injured. I was hit by um, metal fragments from the grain bin, and it had lodged into my skull. And um, my leg was broken too, so I couldn't go anywhere. Just feet away, first responders pull Callie from beneath the rubble. I am very thankful that I don't remember. I wouldn't want to see her in the street and um, hurt as bad as she was hurt. So I'm thankful I don't remember. Candy is flown to Omaha and placed in a medically induced coma. When she wakes two weeks later, she receives devastating news about her daughter, Callie. My mom told me that she didn't make it to the hospital. What I was told is that Robin held her hand. So I'm kind of thankful that I was in a coma because I don't know how I would have handled that. Callie was five years old. She was gonna turn six in September. We had gotten her signed up for kindergarten. She was gonna be Dr. Callie and her sister Robin was going to be Nurse Robin. She was just happy. She was so happy. In the end, the tornado outbreak leaves two people dead and 20 injured. Two months I was in the hospital. Without Robin, I wouldn't have had anything to fight for. The town of Pilger also begins its fight to rebuild. It was amazing to see the flood of people from across the nation. You had to have a sense the next day already of just, we're gonna make it through this. They're doing great on their own. I don't think we really need to tell them what to do. We lost close to 60 houses, but we've gained maybe a third of those back. The bank and their co-op within two or three days just came out and said, we're coming back. We have a new community center. 
The new bank is beautiful. The community also pitches in to build a new house for Candy Murphy and her daughter, Robin. How am I doing? I think that I'm doing as well as can be expected, that I still have my moments. But I think I'm stronger now. Before the tornado, we took for granted what we had here. And it makes you dive down into your roots and say, why am I here? What are we going to do? Pilger is my home. And then you never just leave home because things get tough. You stand up and you fight. For storm chaser Tony Lawback, the Pilger tornadoes were one of the rarest displays of Mother Nature's deadly force. Pilger Rinks is one of the top tornado events, however you want to define that. The experience of seeing two second highest rated tornadoes, two EF4 tornadoes together, is just something you don't forget. Coming up, a very different kind of twister. I was actually in the fire tornado. We were in full evacuation of upwards of 40,000 people. I was thinking, I'm going to get there. That's my job. I had to. It's my wife and babies. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Redding, California. 160 miles north of Sacramento. Population, 91,000. Redding is a great place to raise a family. You can get up to Mount Shasta in the wintertime for snowboarding or skiing. People here are really good people. You can get a job pretty easy here, and there's a lot of hunting and fishing. There's a lot of great weather, but it can also get pretty hot and dry in the summer. You couple that with five years of drought, that we've had here, and you get that stressed vegetation that even though it took water on in the winter, it's still stressed. In the summer, we could get four or five fires a day oftentimes, and a lot of it's man-caused. July 23rd, 2018. It was a vehicle that was traveling along Highway 299, and there was a flat tire and the sparks from that flat tire ignited the grass alongside the road. And by this time in July, all of the grass was ready to ignite. So my wife called me and told me that there was a fire out at the lake. Because it was first reported near Carr Powerhouse at Whiskeytown Lake, it's named the Car Fire. It started to move away from the roadside and it rapidly developed from there and started moving to the north up towards a couple of ridge lines. Cal Fire Battalion Chief Troy Vellen has just returned home from a family vacation. I went into the front yard and I could see the plume in the column, which is some distance away, you know, 15, 20 miles. I gathered up my gear and I headed into work. We really thought in the first day or two, we would catch it when it hung up on the ridgetops. The day of the 24th, the fire was pretty well knocked down at that point. On the 25th, the wind came in and it was gobbling up a lot of ground. So by late in the afternoon and evening on the 25th, we had a very major fire. That night, midnight, July 25th, they had 200-foot flame wings coming up over the mountain. And when it did that, that's when it hit the structures. July 26th, the car fire explodes from 4,500 acres to nearly 30,000. I could see that the fire was really starting to pick up and actively burn hotter. So hot, that fire station captain Sean Rayleigh is dispatched from his base north of Shasta County. At some point in the afternoon, the wind was like a light switch. It just turned on, and the fire covered probably two or three miles in maybe 40 minutes. And it was just a big wall of fire coming towards the town of Redding. The fire roars east toward the Sacramento River, a natural barrier that should stop it in its tracks. People thought, I'll never blow, it'll never blow over the river. No, it went right over the river. 
at 726, we have video from Keswick Dam, and it shows water spouts forming as it goes across. When this fire crossed the river and came into town, we were in full evacuation of upwards of 40,000 people. After jumping the river, the swirling flames coalesce into an actual tornado of fire. What ultimately led up to the fire tornado, we had 113 degree, a record high on July 26th in Reading. The winds are what got us, the weather got us. It was the perfect storm, if you will, of heating in the valley. That's when we start seeing the wind surface on the fire and creating those winds that ultimately turned into tornadic type winds. As heat rises over a hot spot formed from the wildfire, air spirals in, creating a column of fire and smoke. This so-called fire-nado, with wind speeds approaching 143 miles an hour, is the equivalent of an EF3 twister. The day that the fire tornado happened, I had a really good vantage point of the fire right above the town of Reading, and I could hear that the effort on the ground was not successful. Unaware of the approaching danger, 76-year-old Eddie Bledsoe is enjoying another day with his great-grandchildren, Emily, age four, and Junior, age five. Me and the kids uh, took off and was running around, and it's real super hot in my pickup. I didn't have air conditioner working, so I took them home. Eddie heads back out to do some errands. I wasn't gone 15 minutes, and my wife called me and said, hey, the fire, they said, jumped the river. And I said, all right, I'm on way back. I turned around, went right straight back over there. And by then, the traffic was four lanes wide in a two-lane road. So I jumped out of my truck and took off running down there to get the house, and I was talking to Junior on the phone all the time. He said, Grandpa, when you get here, you come in the front door, the back door's on fire. I don't want you to get hurt. And I said, OK. I was thinking, I'm going to get there. That's my job. I had to. It's my wife and babies. Oh, my gosh. When you look at the people trying to evacuate, <laughs> they're terrified. Oh, my god! A lot of people have lived in a house for 20 or 30 years, and it's everything they own. And in a moment, they could lose it all. Fire Captain Sean Rayleigh is struggling to get everyone safely out of a subdivision northwest of town. The closest thing you can equate it to would be basically a war zone. I mean, literally everything is on fire. Power poles, cars, houses. Everywhere you look, it's total destruction, and everything is on fire. Nearby, Reading Fire Prevention Inspector J.J. Stoke is on a mission. He got in his fire prevention truck, and he went out and was checking on people, and then he was part of the evacuations and getting people out that were trapped. Covered. Oh, three Charlie, it is. Just come on through. We're in the blind. 
At 7.40 p.m., Stoke makes a mayday call. His truck is being burned over by the fire tornado. A quarter mile away, Sean Rayleigh, like Stoke, is on the front lines evacuating residents. I didn't want to go back into the subdivision, but I knew that if there was people back there, that I would need to go back in there. Conditions were extremely bad. There's probably 60, 70% of the homes were on fire. People will say, I got this, it'll be fine. But this fire was different. It ran and it never stopped running. And people then tried to leave at the last minute and they get trapped by fire. And that's where the firefighters go in and try to save people. I was driving very slow. It may have been 10 foot visibility at best in front of my pickup truck. I was able to make out a set of headlights in the smoke. So I pulled up next to that vehicle. And that's when the family came to my vehicle and asked if they could get in with me. Come in my truck? Yes. A panicked mother and her 29-year-old daughter climb into Rayleigh's pickup as he shoots this video. I could tell they were really terrified. They were sobbing a little bit. So I tried to comfort them. There was a lot of power lines down in the roadway that we had to drive through. There was still a lot of fire impacting our escape route. Suddenly, an intense wall of wind slams into Rayleigh's truck. He has just driven into the fire tornado. It was at that moment where I thought that there was a, a good possibility that the three of us might not make it out of there. Can I give you my wife's phone number? Tell her I love her. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. In July of 2018, battling the car fire in Redding, California, Fire Captain Sean Rayleigh has become engulfed in a super rare fire tornado. The twister mushrooms to more than 2,000 feet wide and stretches up nearly 18,000 feet into the sky. I was actually in the fire tornado and at the time, I had no idea what was happening to me. It pushed my vehicle off the road. It blew out all the windows. 
and there was broken glass in the cab. There was fire embers in the cab. Rayleigh is evacuating a mother and her daughter from their burning neighborhood. I remember thinking, like, this could be my last moment. That was a really difficult moment for me, you know? There really wasn't an area in there that I felt comfortable just stopping and taking refuge. So I just wanted to continue to progress and get out to the fire's edge and into an area of safety. They were facing one way out instead of having multiple escape routes, and they were stuck, and, and they knew it, and they could see it once they were in it. That is the scariest thing those people have ever gone through in their lives, guaranteed. Once I kind of gathered myself, I was able to get the vehicle back up on the road. And eventually, I was able to get to an area where I could see blue sky. As the fire tornado zigzags through Redding, firefighters find themselves in an unwinnable war. These guys just kept getting beat again and again and again. They were doing incredible things, saving houses and getting people out, but they couldn't stop the fire. Earlier in the day, a team of bulldozers was deployed to cut lines through vegetation ahead of the fire tornado. A bulldozer is a very quick way to get out in front of a fire and remove the fuel in front of it. So we take bulldozers and we scrape away the fuel and we take it down to dirt and then we staff that with firefighters that can hold the fire in those locations. At 5.46 p.m., bulldozer operator Don Ray Smith radios in that the fire has him surrounded. He got overtaken by the fire and could not get back out. And what he did was incredible to try to save himself. He pushed a uh, line downhill as far as he could, dug himself uh, an, an area as best he could to try to protect himself from the, the fire. He had the presence of mind calling in exactly where he was and what was going on. Helicopter upon helicopter were dropping water on him, trying to save him. Don Ray Smith was one of the first ones to die on July 26. As the fire moves east, dozer operator Don Andrews is facing similar conditions. He takes this video as the fire burns over the cab. He thought he was gonna die, and I, <laughs> I can see why. Minutes later, with no escape in sight, Andrews hunkers down in his dozer and calls 911. 911, your emergency. I've been a dozer on Buena Ventura up by Lake Avenue. All the windows got blown out. I got my curtains down. I don't know if the two guys behind me are alive. The cow fire guys pick up in front of me. Just call fire and burn up. The burning pickup, it turns out, belongs to fire inspector J.J. Stoke. Andrews knows his bulldozer could be next. I can't last too long here. Okay, if you can get out safely, get out, okay? I can't. No, I have to have a ride out of here. It's all on fire around me. Can I give you my wife's phone number? Tell her I love her. 
In the nick of time, firefighters rescue Andrews and two other bulldozer operators. He was lucky to be alive and get pulled out of there. Those guys were all burned hands, face. They're lucky those guys came through when they did to pull them out. But still no word on whether J.J. Stoke has survived the fire. While thousands of evacuating residents are still stuck in a horrific traffic jam. Among those residents, 76-year-old Eddie Bledsoe, who abandons his pickup truck and is running home to save his wife, Melody, and two great-grandchildren, Emily and Junior. I couldn't go no further, so I jumped out and started running down there. To, and I was talking to Junior on the phone, and you couldn't go up the roads because they had them all blocked off. So I went in the woods, and I run up the hill. On the phone, he reaches his wife. My wife, she, she wrapped the kids up in wet blankets and laid them in the floor by the front door. And then she wrapped a wet blanket on her, got down on top of them, and was holding them. I couldn't get down there because the fire was crossing the road like a train, like a tornado. It was just rolling around, around, around. The fire was in a big circle right on top of my house. Redding, California, July 26, 2018. Eddie Bledsoe is trying to reach his wife and great-grandchildren before the car wildfire does. But a gigantic fire tornado with 143 mile per hour winds has just blocked his path. I run all the way to my house, about two miles. I climbed over big old fences and through people's yard and I run all the way up there. When Eddie finally gets to his house, he stops short by a terrifying sight. It was a fire tornado, and it just touched down on my house. It was just the weirdest. The fire was in a big circle right on top of my house, turning two different ways. It was going around the circle, plus it was turning inside that circle. When the fire tornado moves on, Eddie's home is a smoldering ruin. I did go in there and start digging after the fire, and I found three angels, a little boy and a little girl, and a grown woman, angels, in the house. So I got them and left, and I didn't go back digging. Well, my wife and them kids was the most precious things in the world. If you took a paper and a pencil and drawed the woman you wanted to have, and what kind of woman, that'd be the one. That lady took care of this old guy, boy. Mm. I miss her a lot, too. Emily was four and Junior was five. Junior just graduated to go to kindergarten, and boy, he was so proud. Eddie's family is gone, but he still feels their presence. I never, ever put them as gone. I got them on vacation someplace so I can survive. And uh, I'll see them again. Maybe when I go over the hill the last time, but they're not leaving Grandpa. 
The car fire deeply shakes the people of far northern California. I've been in the fire service for 30 years, gone to fires up and down this state, and I thought I knew what people were going through when their houses burned down. I had no clue. The day of that fire, when I went and had to get my own family and tell them to go and watch their faces, <laughs> total game changer in, in what people were going through. And I truly, at that point, understood. The fire destroys more than 1,000 structures, burns 230,000 acres, and leaves eight people dead. The fire impacted the spirit of Redding. It made it stronger. Everybody came together, and you could feel it. You can still feel it. I kind of drove home what should be important to me. I have a newfound appreciation for life and the people around me. And it just kind of let me know that in an instant, everything can change. Another devastating loss in the firefighting community. Reading Fire Inspector J.J. Stoke, who was killed while evacuating residents in one of the hardest hit areas. Jay's memorial site started off as a very quick and makeshift location. So along Buenaventura, there's a fire hydrant. And that fire hydrant has become the memorial site for Jeremy. Firefighters and first responders from all over California that were assigned here, they would stop by that fire hydrant and they would drop a patch from their uniform or a hat or something, anything that they had with them, really. And that meant a lot to the folks that stayed here afterwards, that this is our home. I'd visit that site regularly just to check in and make sure everything's okay.